Check, 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 check. So the new deflector shield seems like it's kind of working. Yeah, look at that. The ion cannon can get through. <laughs> In this case, the ion cannon is your voice. Yes, I, my voice is the big nipple laser thing in Empire. <laughs> that constitutes the last of the audio foam I have to fuck around with. <laughs> and your laugh is getting absorbed just enough. It doesn't feel like that's coming through my mic. So Excellent. I think we finally found the solution. It looks like it can survive any bombardment. <laughs> it does kind of look like an X-Wing. Admiral Hassel came out of light speed too quickly. Yeah, it does. It looks like an X-Wing. <laughs> or no, not an X-Wing. The, the Imperial, the TIE Fighter. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a TIE Fighter. <laughs> TIE Interceptor is what it kind of looks like here. Yeah, well, Star Wars is for kids and that movie's not good. No one's ever loved you. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinemas Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcast. Cinema Psyops. With Court and Matt. Episode 231 of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, sitting across from me, hiding behind his TIE Fighter is Matt. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a deflector shield, alright? It can withstand any bombardment. Yeah, whatever it is, those movies are fucking lame and for children. And no one's ever loved you. So there we go, I guess, because that's what you're kind of saying to me. Sure. I mean, I already knew that. Alright. Apart from my wife, you're not exactly wrong. <laughs> And my cats. My cats definitely love me. Yeah, your cats love me too. <laughs> yeah, they tolerate you. I'm liberal with the pets, so that's why they love me. <laughs> They're both attention whores. They, they really, really are. are. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to say that all the movies are bad, because, uh, spoiler alert, I liked Rouge 1. You did like Rouge 1. I mean, that's how I spell it. Yeah. <laughs> and you liked, maybe you'll like the TV shows now. No, I liked Mandalorian, and I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful for some of the other ones I'm that they're going to be doing. I'm hopeful for Kenobi. Yeah, I, I do want to say, I've been trying to give the ones that, like, the fans have been like, no, these are actually good. I've been trying yeah. to give, like, the other things, like, a fair shake outside of my hatred for you and everything you love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I totally understood. Uh, and I've been watching Clone Wars, right? Uh-huh. The sides of 
the fact that the animation is terrible. Yeah. It's really fucking slow. Have you given a chance to watch Rebels yet? No, I haven't watched Rebels yet. Get in uh Rebels is like Rebels is almost based off the original artwork of Star Wars, you know, when you saw kind of like the original artwork. Yeah, the original for it. designer guy. Yeah. The, yeah. It, it it's mainly designed on that and it's set right kind of before New Hope. So even like the clothing styles look almost 70s-ish like they did in the New Hope and it's it's really good. It advances on the uh, it, it takes what the Clone Wars was, which was still a pretty good show, uh-huh. and just it levels it up. In all fairness, it's for fucking kids. It is. And I'm not a kid. Well, you know what though? Uh, then the Rebels show, like, still while it was a cartoon, started going really adult-wise uh-huh. later on. Well, yeah, and I've been re-watching a lot of stuff because I got Disney Plus and I got it for the Marvel stuff that isn't quite there yet. So I've been watching and, and just kind of waiting and I'm like, okay, well, it's all here. I'm already paying the monthly fee. Yeah. So I might as well sit back and suffer through. And the thing that I'm really waiting for is the de-specialized editions of all the Star Wars stuff. I cannot wait for that because I was. I went through and I watched uh, the old original Star Wars movies and unfortunately they're all the shit Lucas decided he was going to quote unquote make better and I'm like well by make better he means not allow his ex-wife who was very much a part of all of that get any money for any of the stuff being sold. Oh fuck man George Lucas is kind of a dick. Spoiler alert your heroes are assholes. (laughs) All of them. Pretty much all of them. Robert Downey Jr. is a good one now. (laughs) Took him like 30 fucking years. (laughs) There was a time where he, he wasn't a good one. <laughs> a lot of problems that I think Robert Downey Jr. has yeah. may be things that Robert Downey Sr. caused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that man did some stuff to his would, kid. Would you would, would you, uh, would you raise a kid like that? That's that's not cool either. Yeah, his dad was a big, giant, giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that could be said for almost all of us except for you. Well, I have no... <laughs> no, no, no. Your father, not you. You are uh, a giant dick. I am a giant dick. Yeah, my dad's, dad's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if I were raised by your dad, I would be okay. Yeah, <laughs> be, everything could be fine. I think I would actually be a fine, upstanding young man. <laughs> but instead, I was raised by my father, and look how I turned out. Yeah, a giant dick. <laughs> well, that was just genetics. That, no, no, I mean, that's what you are, not what you have. Oh, well, yeah. I am what I eat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that didn't quite work. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I mean, I'm post, like, you know, uh, hetero, so. Yeah, whatever. whatever. You're post hetero? I'm post hetero. Post hetero. Yeah. You are after the hetero. <laughs> yeah. I'm so beyond your normal yeah. cis Listen, roles of life. I don't need your labels. <laughs> I really truly don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, need what do you it. care? Yeah. What does it matter if I want to, you know, do that? What, <laughs> what does it matter if you, like, yeah. I almost gave you a clip there. Yeah, yeah, right. Almost. Yeah. What does it matter if you want to tickle a tape? Doesn't matter. Clip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week, uh, speaking of, say I wanted to. <laughs> speaking of post-hetero and other weird things yeah. going on, we're going to talk about a very Europey kind of film. Yeah. Hey, Lady Frankenstein. Speaking of post-hetero, mm-hmm. what's pre-hetero like? <laughs> <laughs> Bible camp. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. There right? you go. It's Bible camp. Pre, pre-hetero is Bible camp or Tetris tournaments. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah there I it is. I rock some shit out of some Tetris. Yeah, yeah. I can still pack a whole bunch of shit into a car because of Tetris. Same. Thank you, Tetris. Yeah, absolutely. So Lady Frankenstein this week. Yeah, not a bad movie. Okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. This is a very bizarre film because it's like this billionaire guy mm-hmm. who became a movie producer because he had a thing for actresses and beautiful ones at that. Thank you. Yeah. 
So he met and married a woman and then went out to Hollywood and found that Hollywood was too sleazy for him. And so he said, I'm going to go someplace where they have morals and values and started making films in Europe and, and Italy. Wait, hold on. What? I know. Hey, hey that's, that, that was that was what this is just what this. This is just the information that I got. That's like I don't know how that works. I'm not trying to say whether or not his belief in that was accurate. I'm just saying that's the information I have. That's like living in Atlantic City and going, God, I got to get away from all this gambling and moving to Vegas. <laughs> Right, or being like a Catholic priest and going, I got to get away from all this pedophilia and moving to Thailand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that, all that. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or like opening a Catholic <laughs> church in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, all of that in all of Bangkok. It. He goes to Europe to make movies with his current wife, and then he somehow comes across the actress that is in this film, Rosalba Neri, I think is how her name is pronounced. I, I don't know her name because I just look at her and go, uh, I believe. I believe her name is... I love you. I believe her name is... Uh, uh, hey, here's my wallet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my bank account. Do you want to rob me? <laughs> just take it. Just, it's just cool. take it. It's good. I'm totally cool with this. Yeah, but it's Rosalba, I believe is how it's pronounced in area, and she yeah. is stunning. Absolutely yeah. stunning. Uh, I, I would say probably... Her eyes are the feature that draw you in where yeah. you just like all of a sudden you're seeing you're like swimming in a sea of green. Yes. When you're looking in her eyes, yeah, you're yeah. just like, ah, oh, I love you so much. I know, right? <laughs> Listen, stupid. I don't think it's healthy that I was screaming I love you to my computer screen. Um, no, I do that like twice a week. Do you? Yeah, yeah okay, because I shouldn't have been doing that. No, especially with your wife in the room. Y yeah, and it's three in the morning. It, She's woke, trying to sleep. I, I woke up the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he met her, and I guess he left his wife that he had at the time. Yeah. And then started immediately trying to make movies with Rosalba Neri. And I guess they were married ever since then because... Because, of course. Yeah. Like, you're going to find anyone, you know, in the time. Be better than her. Right. So the very first project that they put together is the movie that we're talking about tonight. Yeah, Lady, Lady Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And the reason that it came about is because he thought he was going to get a script called Lady Dracula. He was having a bunch of pre-production done on the film before he actually secured the rights to the script for Lady Dracula. Oh. He was paying people to go do stuff and get all yeah. this stuff together and it was actually Lady Dracula set in modern times. Spoiler alert, that got released in Germany as an actual movie. Nice. Yeah, Lady Dracula did, mm -hmm. but not by this guy and not by his company in any way, shape, or form. I got you. So when that fell through, he was like, okay, well, I want to do something for my wife to be, you know, an actress Yeah, in a movie. So they immediately turned around and were like, well, what, what about a Lady Frankenstein? What's she up to? What's, yeah, what's she doing? What's, what's, she, what's going on with her life? Well, the way to find out what's going on with her life. Yeah. We're going to take the break here. Okay. We'll play the Legion Patreon ad. Yeah. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Lady Frankenstein. There you go. When we come back, we'll have the trailer, All and right. you'll explain what that life looks like. All right. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. 
For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. The uh, faux fits, I guess you could call it. It's the misfits with Jerry only, and they replaced uh, Glenn Danzig with Michael Graves. A lot of people hate on them, and I don't dislike them. And I didn't want Darren to be the only person that chooses the faux fits for songs for their show. Oh, there you go. Because Darren plays the faux fits relatively frequently, because I don't think he hates them either. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I mean, granted, Michael Graves less than Danzig, but then again, who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> Wow, I found someone else that's absolutely less than Danzig for singing. Yeah. <laughs> what a Shock. What a shock. <laughs> I got no segue, so here's the fucking trailer. The legend of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. What is Careful with his face. I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they call your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right. They are not right. She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts. It's all right. Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Well, when she says something about, would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me or something like that? Both times I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were we talking about again? Uh, Lady Frankenstein, the movie. Get into it. All right. Lady Frankenstein. We begin with, uh, well, we just begin with some grave robbers. Just doing a little bit of grave robbing. Quick question for you. Did yeah. it say New World Pictures at the beginning of the version I sent to you? I believe so, yeah. Or was the credits in Italian? I can't remember now. Okay, because if you watched the New World Pictures version that I, because I, I just ripped it. I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. There's two different versions of the movie on the disc. Yeah. I watched the European version, which was an hour and 39 minutes, so like 99 minutes. I watched, my believe mine was about an hour and 38 minutes. Yeah. 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 99 minutes. Yeah. So you, you, you watched the correct version because the New World Pictures version is an hour and 23 minutes. Oh. And it cut out story stuff. Oh, yeah. Mine was way longer than an hour and 23. Yeah. So, yeah. And it left in, it, it, they left in all the sleazy elements that we know and love. Yeah. And the reason that I fell in love with the film in the first place. Yeah. But they took out all the good story elements that make it a very good gothic story. Ah. So I wanted to make sure because then I'm going to have to fill in the gothic story time stuff. No, no, no. We're, we're good. Chances are the way you do your notes, I'm going to have to fill in some blanks. Anyway. Probably. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 
So they meet with the uh, grave robbers. Meet with a baron uh, to collect their cash. So he can't have kids. No, no, a baron. Right, they can't not, have kids. Not, he's not baron. Uh-huh. He's a baron. I fail to see the difference. Okay, one's a title and uh-huh. one's a condition. Okay. Well, <laughs> one's B A R O N. Uh huh. One's B A R R E N. Oh, there's the difference. Yes. <laughs> the lead robber Lynch is being now asked for a body that's not six hours dead. Yeah, it needs to be less than six hours dead. Uh, it will cost 300 although they haggle the price like this is fucking Pawn Stars or some shit like that. Best, best I, I can, can do is <laughs> six and a half hours. Best I can do six and a half hours. Alright, well then best I can do is 300 I need 500 Best I can do is 300 450 <laughs> The Baron and his assistant look over the gross body in our first clip. Such a grotesque dream. Or perhaps, perhaps he shall be a nightmare. Would it matter? Not to me, not if I can give him life. That's worth anything, anything. Including your own life? Even that. To succeed in creating life is the ultimate achievement. To hesitate, to fear, to doubt now would make everything I've ever done pointless, empty. This. This is my life. But to create life, should man leave that to God? Here on earth, man is God. <laughs> Go to bed, Charles. Tell you'll arrive in the morning, you'll want to look your best. Good night. Good night. What will you tell her? Nothing. She will make it more imperative that we complete our work now. Yes, she will. Okay, see now, because he's so obsessed with not being able to create life, Yeah, that's why I thought he was barren, not barren. Well, he's a barren, uh-huh. and maybe he is also barren. Well, he has a daughter, so he's not barren. He's barren. At least at one point in time, the barren wasn't barren. Yes. But he might be barren now because he's not able to create the life. That, that or he, he just create. wants to play God. He doesn't really care so much about the life. But on Earth, man is God, Matt. I get you. I get you. Yeah. I saw you fervently masturbating to that line so i get it there's a couple of like real atheistic like shots that this guy takes across the barrel yeah that i really dig in this movie <laughs> uh the baron's daughter uh tanya comes home uh the assistant is very happy to see her um there is a mildly mentally disabled young man named thomas who helps her with her bags ain't nothing dumb about that pretty face though no 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 ain't nothing mildly dumb about that <laughs> yeah he's not uh you know mildly mentally disabled in the peck or yeah. musculature range at all. Exactly. Um, she then, once they get comfortable in a room, she meets with her father, and we have some grave robber talk in our next clip. Your father is still dressing. He worked rather late last night. As usual. Is he still experimenting with animal transplants? Well, you know how he is. He's been at it for 20 years. You'll be at it for another 20, but uh, tell me about the university. Well, except for my studies, it was rather boring. But I didn't go there to socialize. Aren't you pleased? I'm like my father, stubborn. When I want something, I get it. And I did. First of my class, I'm now a licensed surgeon. Congratulations, oh. doctor. Father! Father! 
so Bye, nice to see girl. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that the way for a licensed surgeon to behave? This one does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jack Morgan. Poor son of a bitch. They're going to hang him good. Snap his neck for sure. What about Simon? You and Harry with me? Poor son of a bitch, Jack Morgan. Nope, never did like him, though. Neither did you, right? I'm waiting, yes or no. Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. And Harry? Where I go, he goes. <sighs> Toast to Jack Morgan. Long may he die. <laughs> <laughs> and when Professor Muller objected to my theory, I stood like St. George facing the dragon. And believe me, Professor Muller was all dragon. My classmates sat glued and frozen to their seats, anticipating God knows what. And I told that narrow-minded intellectual just how narrow his mind was. Here, Professor, it is men like you with the imagination of an ostrich burying their heads in the sands of superstition every time a new idea is exposed who have kept science and medicine locked in the cellar of the alchemist's shop. <laughs> And then I said, I shall not set foot in your classroom again until you have apologized to me for your completely subjective and insulting remarks. Good day, Herr Professor. Then I turned it. <laughs> but uh, you have heard this story many times before. It doesn't matter, Father. It's a charming story. You know, Father, the name Frankenstein still echoes through the halls of the university. I'm not surprised, but I stopped caring about those fools when I left them with their hands clapped over their ears 30 years ago. Please sit down, Charles. Your leg must be tired. No, it's fine. Thank you. Was it difficult? I mean, very difficult being my daughter. Sometimes. Mostly it was my being a woman. The professors have a lot of old-fashioned ideas about a woman's place. I'm sure you will make a fine surgeon. Thank you, Charles. But I do not want to be merely a fine surgeon. What do you want? To assist you, Father, in your work. You know, since I was a youngster, I was always interested in your experiments. Each summer when I was here, I... I would sneak into your laboratory. But it was always locked. I know. But I discovered the other way. The one through the wall. The bedroom wall. Huh. Well, you little devil. I was always curious. I still am. I'm curious to see how far you have progressed. And to show you my own progress. I shall be delighted to discuss it with you, of course, as doctor to doctor. Good. But I must warn you that my ideas are quite radical. Even more so than yours, Father. Really? Of course. I am my father's daughter. You are referring to uh, animal transplants. Human. 
The next day, Tanya uh, actually tries to talk to Thomas about her father's animals because she sees like there's so many around and like they're you know still there. And she's asking him if they take, and Thomas is just like, "No take, no take." And he's really loving on that lamb, really loving on that lamb. Yeah, you got a problem with that? I mean, the lamb may have a problem with it. I didn't hear it going no. <laughs> A lamb can't give consent. No. <laughs> uh, as they are talking, they see Lynch pull up in front of the manor, and Thomas tells her that that's a bad man. <laughs> All right, can we just talk about it? Yeah. They're playing Thomas really fucking broad in this movie. Yeah, real broad here. Real broad. Yeah. <laughs> like Broad enough to be like one of the Bush clan's kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is real broad. <laughs> real broad. <laughs> we also need to talk about the actor Joseph Cox. And he's been on this show before a couple of times. The guy who plays Thomas? No, no. Oh, just, Lynch. Just, Dr. Frankenstein. Do, oh, the man who plays uh, do, the Baron Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. The Baron, not the Baron yeah, Frankenstein. The Baron. Baron, not Baron. Not Baron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he is a character actor that has been around since like some of the earliest days of film. I thought I recognized the assistant too, Marshall. More than likely, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know off the top of my head and I'm not going to look on IMDb to say Yeah, but, but I, I really think that's who I recognize more than the Baron. Well, Joseph Cotton, I think, has been in one or two of the Jess Franco movies that we've done. Yeah. And he's been in stuff like this. He's been all over the place, and he's been around, and he's been in... Like, if you look at the list of credits that's Joseph Cotton, you will basically be here all night reading off all the different movies that he's been in. Oh, nice. Even if they're just smaller parts, just because, like, he's just been around, and he's just... He's an actor that we need to talk about. I happen to feel that this is his best role. Okay. Like, for me personally, anyway, I like him the most in this, because he really sinks his teeth in. Yeah. I'm willing to take whatever listeners want to suggest to what they feel might be a better performance from him. Uh-huh. But for me, my money, this is the best Joseph Cotton role I've seen. Nice. That's just what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Just like, I really... See, unfortunately, I don't remember him enough to really sink into that with you. I oh, thought okay. he was excellent in this role, uh-huh. though. Well, I noticed it more this time around than what I have before, because this is the first time I've ever seen this movie this cleaned up and beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm used to like some That's really well, public domain shitty prints. This is a well put together movie. I yeah. mean, this copy at least. Yeah, well, the Nucleus uh, Nucleus Films did a Kickstarter to get this film um, cleaned up, restored, and brought to this glory that it is. And I supported that Kickstarter. Nice. So it was like this and uh, Death Laid in Neg, I believe, is the other mm. one that they, they were going to do the release. And I got them both because I supported it. Nice. I was one of the earlier supporters. I threw in, like, whatever the amount they were asking for to get both of them for sure. Well, that's awesome. And I'm really glad I did because this fucking Blu-ray kicks ass. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously only Region 2, but, you know, when you got the right kind of player, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, well. Anyway, so uh, Lynch meets with the Baron, and he says he's going to need a hundred more, a hundred whatever more pounds, I believe. Uh, he ba- wants more money for corpses. Yes. Don't we all? The Baron leaves to go get it, and Tanya walks in. And they have a little back and forth where, you know, Lynch was talking and she's pretty much like, yeah, in your dreams, asshole, you you, you, you are a... Uh, he doesn't just talk. He, he is more or less getting greasy on her. Oh, way greasy. Like, he thinks he's got all the charm and grace that it's going to take to get this girl to sit on his face. Yeah, and Lynch, in, in the end, realizing that he doesn't have that kind of fucking grace or game, calls her a bitch. Like any, like, fuckwad would, you know, a woman turns you down, obviously. Zero to incel in no time yeah, uh, flat yeah, for yeah. this guy. Yep, yep. This is what a normal Fine. incel does. go find yourself a Chad then. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> Clip. Clip. <laughs> 
That's going to be a combined clip. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Baron comes back and walks him out. Um, he gives him 200 now, and then he'll get another 200 upon delivery. Well, later on, we see there's going to be a hanging in town. They were talking about it in one of our last clips. Lynch is hanging out, getting drunk, and uh, Captain Harris comes by. They have themselves a little back and forth, in which Harris says that he'll see him hung because that's what Lynch wants. He wants to die like that. So, you know, fucking... Okay. Yeah, man. Well, he, he bold... basically is telling Lynch he's asking for it the yeah. way he acts, that, yep. that he's going to make sure that he's getting hung. But the guy's being a fascist fucking pig cop. Well, maybe he's not a cop. <laughs> and Lynch is a fucking disgusting incel. <laughs> Only because the one woman you, turned him down. Who are, you, who are you rooting for this one here? I'm rooting against police officers. Always. So then you're rooting for the incel. Not in this case. Okay, well, okay but kinda. <laughs> I'm rooting for not the police officer. I'm, are you rooting for asteroid right now just to hit them both and kill them? Sure, why not? There you go. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you're rooting against the police officer at this point, you're rooting for the incel to win. Not necessarily. I still want the fucking incel to lose. I just don't want the police officer to be the one that takes him in. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Lynch delivers the hung man's body. Marshall then it tells the Baron that Tanya knows about the animals. Now, the animals haven't been used in any of their experiments in a while. Tanya later on walks through the secret passageway that goes into the Baron's lab. Can we just talk about how the, shitty of a secret passageway that is? Yeah, I mean, she found she, it when she was a little kid. Well, there's that, and then also she is super fucking tiny of a woman. Yeah. And the way that that passageway works, the door doesn't open enough for her to even get around the fucking bricks. Yeah, man, it's kind of a shitty way to get through there. Yeah, if you we got would like, never be able to use it. No, if you got like a slight beer gut, like yeah. at all, you're not getting through there. Yeah, you and I are definitely not going to be able to use that secret passageway. Anybody over the slim body type of that woman that it was yeah. clearly built for yeah. are not getting down that secret passageway. That's right. Pure and simple. Right. Anyway, she heads into the lab and that is our next clip. Good. Now we're ready. Tanya. I'm sorry, but I couldn't. I was hoping you wouldn't do this. So this is why you no longer use the animals. Human transplants. Tanya, will you please leave? But I can help you. You don't understand. I do, Father. I do. What are you going to do with the brain? Tanya, please. Father, will you both stop treating me like a child? I'm a doctor, a surgeon. I even think like you do, I... No. Impossible. Charles. It is not impossible, Tanya. But the heart, the brain, you have to keep them alive. Yes, we've done it before. Inside another human body? We don't need a human body. You are going to put Morgan's heart and brain into that creature? Tanya, no more questions. But Father... I don't want you to get involved. If anything should go wrong, the law would hold you equally responsible. And I don't want that to happen. Soon I'll tell you everything. Please be patient. I'll try. 
she leaves and they work on the heart and they get it actually beating. That's kind of a cool scene. Yeah, the special effects for the gore and the gru and all that kind of stuff is yeah. very well done in this film. Yeah. The set design is beautiful. This is a really well-crafted film. It is. It really is. It's like the heir to a really vast fortune really wanted to make a movie that could make his wife a star. I think that's exactly what happened. Oh, right. Yeah. They did a good job. Hey, good job. Way to, way to grab your dreams. Anyway, the Baron and his daughter talk in our next clip. So for the past 20 years, my experiments with animal transplants have been pointed to this week. All the abuses I have endured from my friends, all the accusations against my sanity and worse will be thrown into their sanctimonious faces. Looking for something? There's clouds. I need a storm for my final step, an electrical storm. For only lightning will give the creature life. That's why I haven't transplanted the heart and the brain. Oh, I can keep them alive indefinitely in the laboratory, but once I transplant them, they'll survive only a few hours unless they're activated by lightning. I want to see how you keep them alive. You shall. You will succeed, Father. I will. I promise you I will. And the medical world will be brought to its knees. I want that so much. To see you realize your dream. Something that no one will ever take away from you. They won't have to. I'll give it to them. Anyway, while preparing the experiment, they notice the brain is damaged. And they talk about that in our next clip. Wow. Doctor. Quick. Just below the cortex. In the white matter? No. Further down, in the gray matter. See? The hypothalamus is damaged. It's no good, Doctor. It must be repaired. There isn't time. We must make the time. You cannot use the damaged brain. To what extent is it damaged? Perhaps it's minor. And if it isn't, the hypothalamus is the main center of the automatic nervous system. You may be creating something that cannot function. What good would that be? To give it life and just let it lie there, nothing more? We'll have to take that risk. What about anger and pleasure? Two emotions connected to the damaged part of the brain. Two vital emotions. Either one in excess could be devastating. Correct the damage first. There isn't time, Charles. Every minute cuts into the life of that heart. Twenty years, I can't throw away twenty years by minutes. But think, Doctor. Think, no. Instinct. Instinct changes the world, not thought. And my instinct tells me to transplant that brain right now. If you won't help me, I'll do it alone. Very well, then. So, yeah, let's just put a damaged thinker in a monster. It's going to be fine, right? (laughs) You just said damaged thinker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So mad science is only mad whenever you make bad decisions based on, I don't want to lose all the other work that I've put in, which is what uh, Baron von Frankenstein is doing at this exact moment. He's put in 30 years for this exact moment. And if they don't put the brain in, even if it's damaged, they won't know for sure if it's going to work the way that they're hoping it'll work. And therefore, no time, no time. At least it will live. If it lives, then we know we're on the right track and they're not wasting time. I understand the decision that he's making, but also, 
also, if you don't put an Abby normal brain, the monster's not later going to be putting on the Ritz. That's true. This is how it works. They resume the experiment, and they raise the creature up. Lightning strikes it. This actually deforms the creature's face uh, on its misshapen head. Yeah, it's starting to look like um, you put a grilled cheese sandwich on the griddle, just kind of a little uneven, and then the yep. cheese starts running out the side. Yeah, that's exactly how this looks now. You throw an eyeball in there, and that's his head. Yeah. Uh, they bring it down, and they listen for a heartbeat, but the Baron can hear nothing. As the Baron laments about his failures, the creature moves and knocks down the listening device, which is like just a little almost ear horn there. It's exactly what it is. It's like a horn that you would see a deaf person handling. Yeah, yeah. To be able to hear just a little tinier. bit better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Baron sees this, and he cuts the shackles, and he sees it moving. He demands that it sits up, which it does. The Baron tells Marshall to go get Tanya. Marshall grabs Tanya, and we get the classic line, it's alive, it's alive. So they, they had some borrowed that. Well, there's that, and then there's also some talk in here about um, he's been able to do what, you know, God can do and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. There's a really interesting, like, uh, Frankensteinian type speech here yeah. where they expand upon the, in the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God that, yeah. that Colin Clive did in the first one with Boris Karloff, so. The creature walks up to the Baron, and while he's again listening to his heart, the creature gives him the hug of death. See, I think the creature's just misunderstood. I think so, too. I think he's I think hugging he's, him. He's trying to embrace everyone he comes into contact with. Just what's just wants I mean, some contact. look at that really frilly sort of poety type shirt that he's wearing that's like yeah. really loose-fitting. It looks like the kind of thing you would have seen on a 60s guru. Uh-huh. And he's walking around wearing this really bright green comfy shirt, and he just wants to hug everybody. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's, he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, he wants to hug him and squeeze him and call him George. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's a hulking beast of a man with strength that he doesn't understand. Yeah. And he's crushing everything in sight. And that depresses him. He's like, why don't my new friends get up and play? Why do all my new friends' heads fall off so easy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the fuck's going on? He's a very sad creature who just wants to hug the world, he Matt. Just wants, he just wants a hug in return, and no one's hugging him in return, so he thinks he has to squeeze harder. Right. Because that's how you give hugs. You yeah. squeeze until they squeeze back. Yeah. And when the heads start falling off, he doesn't know what that's about. Right. Why doesn't his new buddy get back up? Nobody taught him how to properly love, and therefore he's just hurting everything. Exactly. Uh, as Marshall and Tanya are in her room, they hear the creature's uh, footsteps as it leaves the castle. Footsteps! Footsteps! Tanya runs to her dead father's body and comes up with, well, I guess a plan, sort of, in our next clip. I'm right now, Charles. I've got to get the police. No, not yet. Tanya, I must. Do you want to disgrace my father? Your father's dead and you're worried about his name? You cannot keep this from the police. Not his death. Only the creature. That's impossible. What if it kills again? Its brain is damaged. I warned your father, but... Tanya, no. We must tell Harris. Yes, tell him. But tell him it was a robber. But there is Morgan's body. What did you do with the other corpses? The lie tank. Put Morgan in it. Then you can go to Harris. Please, Charles. I don't know, Tanya. 
What could you hope to gain? Time. Time to think of some way to save my father's reputation. Please, Charles, didn't you love him? You know I did. So do it for him. And for me, Charles. Do it for me. Please. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, okay. <laughs> uh, she bats her eyes at him and just kind of shifts her hips a little bit and tilts her head to the side, and he's ready to commit murder for her. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, settle down, Captain Giggles. You already had me sold. <laughs> All she really needed to do was just shift her hips just a little bit, just pop one of her shoulders up just a little bit. I'm in. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> bat her beautiful eyes at you like twice, and your whole entire soul melts into a cup. Up and she contains all of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the creature finds a couple getting ready to go to Pound Town. Uh, he grabs the naked girl. Well, before he interrupts, she's completely nude. She's completely nude. Looks like it's very much enthusiastically consenting. Oh, it's all consensual. So that's a huge thank you movie. Thank you movie. Then the creature steps in and grabs her to display her naked body, which is another thank you movie. And what a cock block, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. That guy runs away like a fucking coward. He does. I have it down here. Guy runs off like a little bitch. Right, buttoning up his pants. Um, He's like, "See you later. I'll get another piece sometime." Yeah, I guess. He's like, "Hey, I'm young." (laughs) (laughs) Right. He does not care at all that that woman's about to die a horrible death at the hands of that misshapen monster. Well, you know what? It's fine. She was probably going to die in another three years from the plague, anyway, (laughs) or whatever disease he was about to put in her. Yeah, right. Anyway, she freaks out and passes out, and he dumps her into a river. So, damn monster. She's naked the whole time, so that's all a big thank you movie. Yeah. And he's probably like, you know what? I'm concerned that people are going to judge you. I'm going to put you in the water so people think you're clean. No, I'm pretty sure he's just like, well, that she's dead, I guess. So here we, we'll just put her here. Well, I was trying to, you know, say the creature's misunderstood. Well, he totally is. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, he totally yeah, is. Yeah, he's trying to do a friendly thing for her, and uh, I don't think that he's trying to clean her because I don't think uh, he has a concept of clean versus dirty. Maybe he's like, you know, hey, instead of like maybe the town thinking, you know, you're getting it on before marriage uh, because that was big back then. I don't think he thinks that well. They're just saying you're swimming. Honestly, I think he was like, oh, another friend died. Well, this will take it away. And just dropped it in the river. That or, oh shit, she's passed out. She can't give consent. Not my problem. (laughs) Drop her in the water. Drop her in the water. I'm out of (laughs) here. Possibly. Um, really, what I think the, the crux of it is, is in the original black and white Frankenstein that Universal did. Yeah. There was a scene where the monster is sat by the side of like a lake. Yeah. With a little girl throwing rose petals in or flower petals or something like that. Yeah. And then they run out of flower petals to throw in and she goes, oh no, no more pretty things to throw. What will we throw in now? And he the throws monster her, throws yeah. her in because yeah. she's a pretty thing that he thought will float in the water. Yeah. And I think they're trying to mimic that because they're trying to follow this kind of stuff as close as possible. Yeah. But the pretty thing that they throw in for no other reason is this hot naked blonde lady. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, then we cut to back at the castle. The captain shows up to investigate the scene in our next clip. And this is where you found Yes. Exactly how he is. I see. Very interesting. Well, this is the first time I've been in the laboratory of our town's most eminent citizen. He always kept his work so secret. Mm-hmm. Animal organs, I believe. Yes, of course. 
My father has been experimenting in animal transplants. Very interesting. You saw this robber, a big man, you say? Yes, he would have to be a very big man. Big enough to... Uh... What did he steal? Nothing, as far as I can tell. I haven't had time to check everything. My father must have surprised him. Uh, I would think it was your father who was surprised. But uh, what would a, a robber be doing in a laboratory? He wouldn't have known it was a laboratory. He must have seen the light and he wanted to investigate. Perhaps. You said he was a very big man. How big would you say? I don't know. I was asleep. At least half a foot taller than you, Captain. Oh, really? That would make him more than seven feet tall. Are you sure, Dr. Marshall? Well, half a foot then. After all, he was running away when I saw him. I thought you said you saw him with the Baron earlier. Yes, but all that registered in my mind then was this hulk of a man gripping the Baron. I had just left him one hour before. I was overtired and couldn't sleep. Then I heard these footsteps passing my door. Could have been the Baron or Miss Tyler. No, the footsteps were heading for the laboratory. The Baron was already here, and Miss Tanya would never disturb him. So it had to be somebody who didn't belong here. And then you entered a few moments after this robber killed the Baron. I tried to stop him, but he threw me aside quite easily, and I couldn't... And that was the time when you saw him run out? Yes. But you weren't hurt? No, I wasn't. Oh, very fortunate. Well, I won't keep you any longer. I'm sure this has been quite an ordeal for both of you. Oh, uh, by the way, the young man... Thomas. Thomas. Where was he? He doesn't live here. He comes each morning very early. Thank you. He didn't believe us. Of course he did. He just tried to impress me. You are marvelous, Charles. Thank you. What now? Now we wait. Two fishermen find the girl uh, who uh, our Franken, our creature, dropped into the river. Uh, she washes up ashore there. One goes to grab uh, the wagon they came down with, and he unfortunately runs right into the creature and is killed. I believe that he followed her body downstream. Yeah. Because there's a certain point after she expires where he's in the clear for sexual assault charges, and it's just, you know, desecration of See, the corpse. I don't think he can think that clearly either. I mean, that's why I would follow I mean, her I body I think you're projecting a lot of yourself there. Well, you know, Matt, the way that it goes. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. Necrophilia can be overlooked. There you have the facts of life. Yeah, I mean, for most police officers. Necrophilia can be overlooked. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, the captain then visits Lynch and has a little impromptu interrogation in our next clip. Nice, cheerful place you have here, Lynch. Very fashionable. It's like something out of an insane asylum. Yes, you do have the taste of a connoisseur. The taste of a man who truly knows what is obscene, vulgar, erotic, and simply grotesque. Very clever the way everything blends together. Things seem to balance. Not one piece out of place. Not one inch of space wasted. It's truly remarkable. I am impressed. Lynch, you're such an ugly man. What's wrong, Captain? All your cells empty this morning? Oh, on the contrary. 
As a matter of fact, some friends of yours were kind enough to spend the night with me. I don't have any friends. Oh, but you do. There's Simon Burke and Harry Morris, and not to mention Jim Turner, and that other fellow, the little one with the hunchback. <laughs> were they drunk? Very. You see, they started a brawl in the tap in the sawmill. You do know the place. Vaguely. But what does four drunks uh, have to do with me? You see, the fight was over which one of them was going to pay for the entire bill, which was quite substantial. Your friends drink, you know. You still haven't answered my question, Captain. Oh, haven't I? No. Well, let me put it this way. Where do four such men come upon enough money for each of them to be able to pay for himself and the other three? Maybe they earned it. Maybe. But doing what? Simon and Harry, they can't earn much. After all, how many hangings do we have? <laughs> Not enough to suit you, Captain. Lynch, you disappoint me. I don't pass sentence on anyone. I only arrest them. Uh, drinking alone? No, he wasn't. Are you in the mood, Captain? No, I... Two of those men work for you, and I can't see you paying anyone enough to buy a decent dinner, let alone a night's drinking for four men. All right, Captain. I wouldn't. Maybe they found other work. Something that pays a police captain's wages. I'm not laughing, Lynch. Just tell me what kind of work they do for you, since you have no legitimate business. Oh, I know you're a banker of sorts. So the town's starting to get mobby. Yeah, yeah, we're, they're all screaming rabble, rabble. Rabble, rabble. Can we just talk about that fucking pig just walking into that dude's house without a writ or a warrant or anything? Hey, at least we get to see a nice little lady friend of Lynch's. Oh, no, he does knock. Okay, so he does yeah. knock and the guy answers the yeah. door, but then he goes back to bed. So that's how little Lynch gives a fuck. Well, Lynch knows there's nothing in his house that can tie him. He's smart enough to know that. Well, and also... That or he's just too hungover to care. Well, there's... No, I think he knows that, and then also I think he's with the cop yeah and i do love how like uh he was like looking for if lynch had an alibi for something and then she pops up i didn't even know uh, listen there's so many other movies we could tell someone else is in the bed they did a really good job this movie of making like just that look like a regular bunched up pile of blankets i was like when she popped up what Whoa, hey, all right, how's it going? I think the reason that that works so well is you're distracted by all the paintings of the beautiful naked ladies all around his bed. Dude, I didn't even notice that. Oh, you didn't notice that? No. Oh, I couldn't stop staring at it. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, because the guy was talking about yeah. how, like, his taste in decor, and he's, like, really giving him shit for being, like, a sleazebag. Yeah. Piece of shit, degenerate pervert. And I'm, like, looking, looking, looking at all the paintings going, no, that's, that's some really fine paintings of naked ladies there. <laughs> What's this guy's problem, you yeah. fucking pig? God damn. You really, really hate cops. You're just now noticing that? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just restating it. Um, the amount that I hate is continuing to shock you after 231 episodes. Right. Tanya informs Marshall of a plan, and that is our next clip. It's useless, Tanya. You won't find the solution there. There isn't one anywhere. I have the solution, Charles. I'm only looking for a way to make it happen. Will you help me? If I can. Will you help me? I cannot commit myself until I know what you consider the solution. Another creature. Tanya, it took your father and me three years to construct the first one. Mine will take less than three weeks. Even if it took three hours, it would be too late. Then there's been another killing. Two. I didn't want to tell you. I was in town today. Everyone in the village is speaking about the monster. That 
Is what they call your father's life's work a monster, and they're right. They are not right. My father was a genius, and his creation will... It will do nothing but kill. You don't understand. Even without the damage to the brain, the creature has the mind of a murderer. It kills for the sake of killing. It must be destroyed. And Harris will destroy it. How can a man destroy it? No, Charles. There's only one solution. To create a second creature. You'll be creating another monster. Not a monster. An executioner. Our creature will kill my father's murderer. No, it's impossible. Even if you found the right brain, your creature, despite the superhuman strength induced by the lightning, it would need a physical body strong enough to support it. Where would you find such a man? If I do find him, will you help me? So then Tanya goes to Lynch, uh, but she offers him 500 pounds, but he doesn't want money, but he wants her for a night. She, I mean, he's willing to pay 600 pounds for her, so it's yeah. a deal either way for him. Uh, she threatens him with all her father's journals and diaries. Uh, he scoffs at that thought because it would ruin her father's name. Yeah, she overplays her hand yeah. there quite a bit. Uh, well, then she tells him that his price is too high, and she leaves. Uh, we have have more Marshall and Tanya in the planning stages of something bad, and that is our next clip. I'll kill him. You need a drink, Charles. I don't see why you're so upset. A man like Lynch cannot be taken seriously. Still, I would kill him for even suggesting that Thank you... Thank you, Charles. I didn't know that you felt so much about my reputation. I'm sorry. Of course you do. You are a gentleman. And so you only think of me as untouchable. You're wrong. Am I? Do you ever think of touching me? Tanya, please. Does it really bother you to know that a man like Lynch desires me? No. Only that he was vulgar enough to reveal it to you. You never really believed in my father's dream. You only stayed because of me. What if I did? Then why didn't you tell me? Because you were afraid. You've always been afraid. You are afraid now. We don't need Lynch. All we need is each other. I found him. Thomas. Thomas? Yes, Thomas. Physically, he's perfect. His body's strong and beautiful. Be honest, wouldn't you like to have such a body? What does that have to do with me? Everything, because you love me. I know you do. But you've never done anything about it. Instead of your love for me giving you strength, you let it melt your spine. Stop. You let it fester inside of you until Stop. all you could do was to look at me with those weak, hurt eyes. With the eyes of an old man. With the eyes of a cripple, a cripple who could never even dream that I could love him. Could you love me? Yes. If you look like Thomas. <gasps> then love Thomas! I can't love Thomas. He hasn't your mind. Think of it. Think of me. Think of possessing me. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? Yes. Yes. Yes! You can. I can make it possible. 
my brain and my heart in Thomas's body. His heart is as gentle as yours. Thomas, with your brain, there's a man I could truly love. No. I won't kill Thomas for you. I'm not a murderer. You were ready to kill Lynch. That was different. Murder is murder. Do it, Charles. I'll help you. I'll be your wife. I'll give you everything. Okay, so she dresses him down a little bit, so she automatically became way more hot to you. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but then it's all like, I love you, but only if you're in another different body. And the, ugh. Well, her basically saying that she loves his mind, but she can't get into his body. Yeah. I mean, that's just being honest. Yeah, well, okay, but it's fucking rude. Let's be pragmatic here, okay? All right. Let's step back from the hurt feelings that we have of every woman that's ever told us that we have a terrible body. <laughs> oh, God. All right, hold on. That's going to take an hour. <laughs> okay, well, we'll pause it, and then we'll come back once you're ready. All right. Okay. Yeah, fine. That was that was emotional. Yeah. All right. So now that we're all stepped away from this feelings of inadequacy and rejection and all of that kind of stuff, because women don't like our bodies. Yeah. All right. What she is essentially saying is she can only want to be married and loved by the perfect man. Mentally speaking, this cohort is a perfect man to her. Physically speaking, that old, frail, wrinkly set of balls is doing nothing for her. And I, I don't even, I think he only has one leg. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So she wants to take this man's brain, his experience, and everything that's wonderful about him, and put it in the body that's being wasted by a brain that doesn't work right, and really likes lambs in a way that makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> Pragmatically speaking, I can see where this appeal would be because it's literally piecing someone together weird science. And style. if you're not being pragmatic about it, oh, that's hurtful as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's vile to murder somebody else who, who just because he's not as intelligent, say that he's not valid to be alive. No, in all seriousness, what she's absolutely saying is horrible, but you can see the appeal of being able to take the body and physicality you like of one person and put the brain and, you know, of animus of the other person together. Yeah. You know, it's no different than say, I want uh, this person's hands, that person's legs. Well, I mean, you know, those, those we're getting pieces. close to genetic babies now where you can pick out the genetics of your child. Sure. With this genetic coding shit. Sure, why not? Yeah. I, I get that. Sure. Great. But what I'm getting at and what I'm trying to say is yeah. I understand the appeal of what she's trying to do here. Yeah. Of being able to build the I perfect get, person I, no, for you. I get her, uh, the appeal to her. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's so hopelessly in love with her. Oh, and he can't he's, see he can't see three feet in front of him. And he's such a broken man that he doesn't even realize that she is flat out fucking using him. Oh, big time using him. Oh, hardcore using yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Because what she's actually saying to him is in fact a lie. Yeah. Like, she is essentially sugarcoating her even more psychotic craziness 
Yeah. With just this slightly eerie, creepy psychotic evilness. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it, it's fucking horrific what she really wants out of this relationship that she's trying to put together. But what she's telling him is bad enough, but the real reality of what she wants is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking love this woman. <laughs> she's so fucking evil. I'm just saying, man, poor Thomas, low mental, low mental capacity. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, it's fine. You should be able to kill him. What are you, a 1950s doctor? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's every every guy who runs an insane asylum ever you know where the people shipped off their I'm speaking in the context of the film oh, okay. in reality poor Thomas has every right to live a life that he doesn't understand in any way shape or form yes but in the context of this film he doesn't even know what's coming <laughs> that's what I mean and it's totally fine dude in the context of the film god damn it David in the context of the film is that okay <laughs> Fuck! I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, you're not. She batted her eyes at you. Uh-huh. You listened to her dress someone down. Uh-huh. Then she shaked her hips. Uh-huh. And now everything's okay. Yeah, I'll fucking murder for her. Sure. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? I mean, if I gotta be put into another body to get at that, I'm gonna do it. You'll let her remove your brain and put yeah. it in a different body. Fuck yeah, that's an upgrade. <laughs> there ain't nothing dumb about that boy's pecs. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I know that what I'm saying is wrong and horrific and horrendous, and I am playing this up for comedy. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But okay. you'd still do it. Fuck yeah, I would do it. <laughs> in the context of the film. Yeah, only... I love how that's supposed to make it better. Well, in and reality, then, this wouldn't work, and I'm dying either way. Yeah, yeah. So, no. <laughs> yeah, it's pseudoscience. Right, but in the context of the film, when this is going to fucking work? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so, but it, so if it worked in real life... I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my lawyer has advised me not to answer that question. There's a, there's a lot of ifs in that statement in there. <laughs> I can't answer. We, we need to move on. We need to move on. We're just going to move past that. Yeah. Okay. Which lawyer was is this one? It doesn't matter. You're not going to see my tax returns. How, and I'll how, move ma- on. how many do you have now? None of your fucking business. God damn it. Move on. Jesus. None of the witnesses that can exonerate me will testify, Matt. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a shitty time to be alive. Uh, unless, of course, you're a white billionaire, then it's a great time for, apparently to be alive Ooh, just missed the mark on the billionaire oh really <laughs> so close <laughs> so close i was there except for when you said billionaire oh damn it uh lynch uh, is trying to access the manor but thomas sends him away lynch is talking about tanya and marshall are getting married uh the creature sees lynch leaving and follows uh marshall then we see gives tanya a ring and asks her to marry him and she says yes uh the creature busts in on Lynch getting down with another young lady and chases him through and then kills him. Uh, We see Marshall is looking at uh, Thomas and he's feeling quite conflicted about what he's going to have to do. But Tanya, again, bats her eye, moves her hips, leans in a little closer, and he's ready to go. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to kill for her. Pure and simple. In the context of the film. Uh, The captain is brought to Lynch's body and he whispers to Lynch that he cheated him. Fucking pig. (laughs) Uh, We see a father and son are working on their house. Uh, The creature walks up. It kills the dad. The boy goes to hide. Uh, The mom comes out and she is also killed. This was the only creature killing that I really felt bad about. Yeah, because, you know, 
poor kid. It was just parents, you know. They weren't doing anything. And Oh, I meant that he didn't get the kid first. Oh, fuck. You walked right into that. Oh, I really did. Anyway, the creature does find the boy, but he does walk away from him. Yeah, so because the kid didn't freak out and wasn't automatic, well, was afraid of him, but didn't yeah. react. Yeah. I think if the guy would have also just- something registered, I think, with the creature seeing the boy, because that's when he leaves and then goes on to his mission. Well, both the parents were doing parent things and they're trying to defend their kid. Yeah. They're automatically afraid, so they go after the creature. Yeah. I think if they would have backed out of his way I think and tried to push the kid behind him. him, yeah, he probably would have left them alone. Yeah. I'm just assuming. Well, or these, when he's seeing the kid, I think now the creature has a different mission. Well, I don't think that he's going to attack people willy-nilly. Like, we did well, see he him. Did those. He went after the one girl, yes. Yeah. But after that, it's only when people go after him. I think he was just confused and angry and he saw a naked lady and got And we're going to hear this coming up. They say now he starts killing the people who helped create him. Yeah, somehow he instinctually yeah, so knows. So I think, I think seeing that boy kind of woke him up to like, all right, I'm going to stop killing people who just willy-nilly and go after the big kahunas who made me. Okay. Yeah. In the I context of the film. In the context of the film. Yeah. Uh, the captain visits the newly married couple in our next clip. Tom Lynch is dead. Last night. Killed by the same man who murdered your father. And Lynch wasn't robbed either, Miss Frankenstein. It's Mrs. Marshall now. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And this man, anyone seen him? Anyone still alive? The young man who was with Sarah Wills, uh, John Masters. And this Mr. Masters, what did he see? He claims it wasn't a man. He said it was a monster. But he was too frightened to satisfy me. However, there's one more witness I would believe. Who is he? Seth Atkins' son. He saw the murderer kill his mother, but the lad's in shock. If and when I'm ever able to talk to him, I'll... Poor boy. Uh, sorry to bother you, uh, Mrs. Marshall. I'll see you out, Captain. Thank you. You know, I've been wondering, Mrs. Marshall, why would you visit Tom Lynch, especially at his place and at night? The Baron owed him money, and my wife went to pay it back. Wouldn't it have been better to send for him? Really, Captain? A man like Lynch here? Of course. But then I would think Dr. Marshall should have gone, not you. It was my father's business which made it mine. Nobody else's. Quite. What I don't understand is why would your father owe Lynch money? I find your probing thoroughly impertinent. It always is. Thank you again, and good night. Oh, one thing more. You don't believe in monsters, do you? Of course not. I do. Ugh, fucking pig being all fucking piggy. Uh, well, we have more grave robbers. Um, uh, we have more grave robbing by Lynch's former associates. Um, at, you have to refer to that actually as illegal body relocation in the context of the movie. No, in real life, it's, in real life, yeah. No, it's just grave robbing. Um, it's post legal body relocation. It's grave robbing. Anyway, uh, they are found by the creature and also murdered. They are kind of like knocked out into the the grave. But he. Picked up a huge like uh the, what was covering the casket the tomb and throws it on top of him killing yeah, him he picks up the large stone lid of a tomb yeah and drops it on them that's fucking awesome so hard in fact that it vaporizes afterwards for the next scene yes because i mean science sure yeah uh investigating the murders the captain has them dig up the other graves when they say they don't think he'll find anything he says i know i'll find nothing so he's under the impression that he's putting two two together that the bodies have been being stolen lately of the newly dead. I like how he forces his underling to dig 
dig. And then he just walks off. He's like, yeah, you're not going to find anything, but you're going to dig anyway. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what you get to do when you're in charge. Uh, and, they, and they let you do it. <laughs> because you're in charge? Because you're in charge. Yeah. It's okay but, for him to rob graves. <laughs> well, there's nothing to rob. No things in there. Just because you break into a place and there's nothing worth stealing because somebody else already did it doesn't mean that you didn't commit the crime. But he's trying to show that they did do it. Yeah. But did he get a warrant? Did he get an exhumation right? Maybe they don't need them in this time. Apparently not. Yeah. Maybe that's new things. <laughs> this is the old country. <laughs> when you could just randomly dig up graves for any reason you felt like it because you're a pig. God damn, man. What's your problem with the local magistrate? <laughs> He's responsible for my ancestor's death, okay? This particular one? In the context of the film. In the context of the film. Uh, Tanya seduces Thomas and uh, while well, Marshall watches from the closet. This is technically sexual assault, right? Because he doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Although he's he's enthusiastic, but he's I don't enthusiastic think, about it. But I mean, like she pops her top and yeah. he's standing there naked. Thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. By the way, removing the top and the bottom so yeah. we can see a, a nice little ass shot there too. And that's uh, good lord. Oh yeah, just when you thought you couldn't be any more entranced by the beauty of this woman. In the context of the movie, no, in real life, no, no, no. Uh, I, 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 I now do it too. All the, 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 yeah, the, the, yeah, all the stuff that you were like getting all up in arms about me in the context of the. <laughs> movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. You would do it now, too. I would, I would do that. Oh. In the context of the movie. Yeah. But, no. It, her her body, Dude, I how get she it. looks. I get it. That ass is worth killing for. No, but I get now, it. Now, going just to her looks, yes. In the context of the movie, I've been advised. <laughs> no. Okay. Murdering for that body in the context of the film <laughs> yeah. is understandable. Oh, my God. Yeah. In real life. Understandable. It's you are encouraged. lusting after her. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, you are lusting after what you get to see on screen. Yeah. Which is completely understandable. Yeah. 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 And now, while you wouldn't do what this man did, you understand. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're blowing past the fact that this is a mentally inferior. Yeah, we're blowing past the fact she's raping. She's raping this man child. I mean, he seems into it, but like, I don't know if he's but got can the he capacity. Give consent. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing in the time frame that this film takes place in, that's not really something that matters. No, no. I mean, that's like today problems. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the sort of thing where you're like, oh, lady, come on. Not of, these are not problems of yesteryear. Yeah, he doesn't have the mental capacity to really we, say yes. Listen, at those times, 12-year-olds yeah. were getting married, so I'm pretty sure they don't really care about, you know, Morals Thomas. were better back then, dude. What? Morals were better back Morals then. Morals were better. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> in the context of the film. Well, get get to the part that's really fucking sexy about this scene. Anyway, as she starts riding him out, uh, yeah. Marshall comes out It starts smothering him with a pillow. And as Thomas is dying, like trying to get, as he's being choked pretty much to death, uh-huh. Tanya is really getting off on it. His death rattles, the shaking and twitching yeah. that his body is doing, is taking her to a place that she hasn't gone before. Yeah. And as he has She's the massive death, palm. I mean, right. she's fucking going crazy over As here. he has the literal death, she is having what the French call the petite morte. <laughs> What's that? The small death. Orgasm. The small, yeah. yeah. I mean, she... She comes hard yeah. over this man being murdered in fr- while inside her. Yeah. I love this woman in the context of the film. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't recall statistically speaking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recollect exactly what I may or may not have said, but I do want to stress that it's only in the context of the film with which I am speaking. I'm sorry, I can't speak on that at this time. Yeah, we'll just, we're going to have to move on, yes. or, unless you want to rephrase the question. I'm 
sorry, I've been advised not to phrase any questions at this time. Okay, what you have in your notes about what was happening in the film. In the film, in the context of the film, we we need to move move forward. forward. The next day, uh, Thomas's sister shows up looking for him. Tanya lies and says she hasn't seen him for a few days and that maybe her father's death caused an issue. Well, the sister leaves and meets up with the captain, and that is our next clip. Julia, please stay in your room. I've got enough to worry about with the murderer now Thomas missing. Oh, fine, Tommy. Don't worry, I will. That Mrs. Marshall, I didn't like her. I know her kind. She could destroy a man and enjoy it. Any man was sensitive and gentle like Tommy, Julia, I still feel that she... he's all right. Relax. I'm trying very hard to believe. So far, I can. Now, don't worry. Well, she seems like a nice person. Well, I mean, she's no Mrs. Marshall. Now, that woman makes me real nervous. Her father's experiments with animal transplants. Yes, animal transplants. That's what she said. And Dr. Marshall didn't refute her. Why should he? But what do you need corpses for? How do you talk to a corpse, Peter? Let's go. And you'll need two pints of my blood in this sack. The blood is pumped out of the sack by these four dry cell batteries. Dry cell. Compliments of Count Alessandro Volta. Don't look so surprised, Charles. I've read my father's medical journals, but I've heard of Volta for some years. Also, Luigi Galvani and his experiments with producing electricity by electrochemical action. Ah. Hmm? Very simple, but effective. The copper coils take the electrical impulse and send it into the sac, contracting and expanding it like operating a bellows, whereby the blood is pumped out of the sac into this tube down here, and the brain. And you have a continuous flow from sac to brain, and back. What about oxygen for the brain? Liquid oxygen. Fill the container with this first. Connect the two tubes to the brain, then place the brain inside the glass container. And it can live indefinitely in this state? Indefinitely. In my father's journal, he wrote that he did try to help Thomas. What went wrong? Nothing except that Galvani's principle would have turned Thomas into a vegetable. How much current did you give him? Enough to help him, and not as much as to hurt him. Tonight, you and I will help Thomas to become a whole human being. And my father will live again, but with the fame he was meant to have. Charles? I liked him, Tanya. I really did. Think of tonight, Charles. Only of tonight. Don't worry about anything other than the fact that you're going to get some in a fresh new body tonight. Yes, that's 
pretty much all it was. <laughs> Sex can motivate dudes to do just about anything. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, then we get a clip of the uh, creature walking around, um, just kind of stalking everyone. Uh, the town dudes meet with the captain, and they say they tried to take down the creature. They even said they put 20 bullets in it. Uh, they tell the captain that the town is scared of, Frank of uh, Frankenstein's monster and of Frankenstein's himself, and that they may go old mobbish. Rabble, 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 rabble. Rabble, rabble. Uh, it's operation time, and Marshall gives his bride a little bit of a pep talk, and we begin. You know, you do a little surgery there. The captain then visits Tanya, and that is our next clip. I do not appreciate your intrusions, Captain. I'm trying to find your father's murder, Miss, Mrs. Marshall, and I don't see how that could be an intrusion. Of course you're right. Please forgive me. I've been up all night with my husband. Well, then he's seriously ill. It could be. He's resting now, and after my breakfast, so will I. Have you made any progress, Captain? Not much, but the murderer has. Two more men have been killed, Jim Turner and Bill Jessup. They worked for Lynch. Oh, you wouldn't know them. They're not exactly the kind you'd invite to tea. What's your interest in Thomas, if I may ask? Nothing much, just that an old friend of mine asked me to say hello to him. You mean his sister told you to look for him? I thought I'd been quite explicit yesterday. It's obvious that she didn't believe me. You could say that. Do you believe me, Captain? Now, why would you lie to me? Don't women ever lie to you? All the time, Mrs. Tanya decides she can no longer wait for a storm to come and needs to help Marshall now. Um, we see that it cuts the creatures walking and starts yelling at the sky. Uh, Tanya then transplants the brain and then creates her own electrical shocks. And the experiment works. Marshall wakes up in a brand new Thomas body. The captain tells Thomas' sister about his theories about the Marshalls and that he knows Tanya's involved and she's been lying to him this whole time. Huh. Uh, Marshall uh, slash Thomas, they sits up as they're now one. Uh, the creature runs into the town mob. He fights them off a bit, uh, busts, and then, you know, kills one person, throws a lot around. And then it's he, a pretty good action sequence, and he goes yeah. through them like a hot knife through butter. Yep. It's really pretty violent. Yeah, it is. And then he busts through a gate and heading, and they state that he must be heading towards the castle, the Frankenstein castle. Yeah. But it's really, it is it's also, it gets your, you get all nervous about that fight because like guys will get like tripped up and they're still alive and they're on the ground. He's walking and they're all trying to pull their friends away. And you're like, fuck man, that creepy as shit. Yeah. They did a really good job of actually making him menacing. Yeah. For looking like a half baked pizza pocket that uh, exploded. Yeah, half -baked, uh, a baked potato that went bad. He looks like a Gino's pizza roll that exploded on one side. <laughs> that's what he looks like. I mean, like that's all, but he, they find a way to make him very menacing the way that he stalks and moves. The yes. actor who portrays him. Did, did an a, excellent job. Yeah, did a great job. Uh, Marshall slash Tommy is being fitted by a wig because she's like, oh, your hair will grow back. But until then, here's a wig and no one will never know. And I don't have to see your stitches. And now you can be perfect for her again. Also, this wig is made out of what's left of Thomas's head. Yes. This is just his scalp. That's just fucked up. Man. Something she picked up on the frontiers of America. 
<laughs> we also find out now that uh, while it's Tommy's body, it has mo- the Marshall's voice is the one that's prevalent. Well, yeah, it makes sense. That way, you yeah. know, for sure, it's Marshall's brain. Yeah. And he can lift a huge table. So he's got some super strength going on now. Yeah. He was strengthened by the lightning, according to their science in the film. Yes. This is the same science, though, that they, they have probably ghosts in their blood. So, you know, do cocaine about it. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> uh, the captain shows back up and uh, Tanya talks to him and he demands to see Marshall. He busts into Marshall's room and we see Marshall slash Thomas is laying on the bed, but in the dark so that the captain can't see him. And they, he talks to him because he's afraid that she killed Marshall. Yes. And they will speak to one another in our final clip. I'm sorry, Captain, but my illness is quite contagious. You shouldn't risk coming any closer. I want to speak to you alone. Whatever you have to say, I want my wife to hear it. Very well. I came to warn you about the monster that you and Baron Frankenstein created. I hold you responsible in the deaths of eight people, including the Baron. Of course you can prove it. If I could, I would be here to arrest you. I know that you are my proof. I want you alive, Doctor. Why should anyone want to kill my husband? Not anyone. Only the monster he helped to create. Of those killed, four were responsible for giving it life. You, Doctor, are the fifth and last. That's absurd, Captain. How could Lynch and those other two... By providing your father and your husband with corpses. I don't have to tell you how they were used. How else are we to know what you are talking about? Those jars in the laboratory, it won't be difficult to prove they contain human organs and not animal. No, Doctor. You never considered the creature might not appreciate your miracle. That's why he killed the Baron, three other men... That's why he must kill you. Why didn't he kill Charles when he killed my father? Because your husband wasn't in the laboratory at the time. This is the most extraordinary fable I've ever heard. You really disappoint me, Captain. A robber killed the Baron. As for those other two pyramids of integrity, anyone could have had sufficient reason to kill them. Perhaps it's your incompetence that's led your imagination awry. I suggest you take a look Very well. I've warned you. Remember, lies can't keep you alive, Doctor, but I can. Your concern is a great comfort to me. Good night, Captain. I don't know what you've done with Thomas, but I'll find out. Marshall tells Tanya that uh, only he knows how to destroy the monster. No one else does. Uh, the captain is says he's going to wait outside the gate of the castle and to, he sends his assistant to go get some more dudes, some more soldiers. Because his assistant really knows where to look for dudes. Yes. Marshall says he will wait at the castle for the creature and destroy it. The monster knocks out the captain at the gate. Mobs close behind following. The monster finds his way to a lab and Marshall comes at it with an axe. However, Tanya wants him to stop. She thinks they can control it now because the creature will now think Marshall's dead because Marshall's now in Thomas's body. Marshall disagrees and says no, he has to kill it, and then she changes her mind quickly. Marshall states he knows it's because no matter who wins this fight, she's not really rooting for Marshall. No matter who wins this fight, she'll win because her experiment will be there. Well, yeah, her father's work will continue, which is all she really truly cares about. No matter which one lives, but one has to live. Granted, the uh, smart brain of Marshall in the slice of man meat that is Thomas. It's more preferable for her, yeah. Right, but I'm pretty sure that that creature has an enormous yeah. Schwanstucker. Schwanstucker. Uh, yeah. Uh, the mob, uh, let's go for a roll in the hay. Roll, roll. Wait, are you inviting me? Yeah, in the context of the movie. Oh, all right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fucking tease. Uh, the mob has now entered the castle. Uh, it is fight time, and eventually, the marshal actually cuts off one 
one of the monster's arms. The captain's assistant brings Thomas's sister and the rest of the cavalry in. Uh, <laughs> Torches and all, man. They're going yep. nuts. Uh, the captain wakes up and they all go in together. Uh, we see a one-armed uh, creature trying to do a one-armed hug of death. And as that is happening, Tanya stabs the creature in the back. It turns around and Marshall brains it with the axe, killing it. Then Tanya runs to him, telling him that he does love her. That he, she, she keeps repeating over, you love me, you love me, you love me. Never once say that she loves him because I don't know if Tanya is capable of that emotion. Yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> and then she ended up, she starts calling him Thomas. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you call him Marshall because it's Marshall's brain in there. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. She it, wants the Schwanstucker. She doesn't really care about the brain. Yeah. Well, the mob starts lighting the place on fire and the captain throws them all out, uh, making them leave. Uh, while the captain grabs uh, Thomas's sister and they're trying to get out, they stumble upon Marshall slash Thomas and Tanya having some bone session in the fire as they are going at it with both of them kind of watching going holy shit Thomas slash and Marshall us, we're also watching going holy yeah, shit yeah uh, begins choking her to death and Finn there's no credits yet. yeah it's just Finn just Finn it's fine it's fine that's how they spelled it's it it's Finn fine What you didn't mention is that while he put his hand there on her throat, yeah. she very lightly whispers, choke me, daddy. <laughs> I don't I don't think she said that. I think you wanted her to say that. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think you maybe after you watched this, you had a dream that she said that. To me. Yeah. I was the monster. You were the monster. I know. Uh -huh. Yep. I know. In yeah. the context of the movie. No, this was a dream, so it's totally it, it, fine. No, it's totally, yeah, that's fine. I realize yeah. that my dreams are not reality, Matt. Do you? But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to so the actual movie here. Yes, yes, I loved this movie. It was a lot of fun to watch. I first caught this on, do you remember just quite a few years ago, right after you and I first started hanging out, the Son of Sanguinary brought Creature Features back on the local broadcast? Yeah. Okay, so there was a local horror host out here for ages called Dr. Sanguinary that hosted Creature Features yep. in Omaha. They had somebody do like a tribute show where he was going to be the Son of Sanguinary, and they brought Creature Features back. Yeah. This was was one of the films that they played. Obviously, this guy still heavily does, edited. Uh, the Son of Sanguinary still no, does. No, no, it's a different guy. Oh, is it a different guy yeah, now? Yeah, and he's taking pot shots at the guy who did Son of Sanguinary, by damn, the way. Damn. Yeah, not cool. Yeah, <laughs> shit. You're all fucking horror hosts. Support each other and don't talk down about each other. Right? Jesus Christ. But anyway, regardless of that, um, so I had seen it on that where it was on Creature Features late at night, you know, with the horror hosts and everything like that, which was absolutely perfect. Yes, it was heavily edited, and what they ended up doing is putting the Son of Sanguinary face over the, all the naughty bits that were showing up on screen. Nice. Or they would just like blur it out in some way, shape, or form. Didn't uh, Joe Bob Briggs do that too? Um, Monster Vision was yeah. edited by TNT. Yeah. So they were movies that were pre-censored by TNT. Right. I always thought there was something where Joe Bob Briggs MST3K did. MST3K did that. Yeah. There was a scene in uh, Devilfish where the guy's coming down the ladder and his nuts fall out Maybe of his... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. For and some then reason... the MST3K logo popped yeah. up and, and hid where his nuts For some reason out. I thought Joe Bob Briggs had something like that as well. I'm sure that something like
like that may have happened eventually. And I'm but. not talking about the creature feature. I'm telling you, yeah, you know, because he used to do those uh, yeah, kind but, of really trashy movies. But anyway, right. go ahead. Yeah. So just seeing it like that in the heavily edited version with all the naughty stuff taken out, you know, a lot of the violence trimmed back and all of that. And then the hour and 23 minute version, which doesn't have as much story as what we're talking about here. Yeah. I absolutely fell in love with that movie like that. Nice. I have been looking for versions of this film to get the most complete version I could for a very long time. Yeah. The best you could get was like a DVD, which I do have somewhere uh-huh. that had the film and then these scenes that were taken out and inserted back in kind of like when we did the house with laughing windows yeah, where they were lower quality and you could tell. Uh-huh. So when Nucleus Films announced that they were going to do a restoration of this and they needed to have a GoFundMe to get it done or a Kickstarter campaign or whatever, they had my money the minute I saw that that was happening. Well, yeah, I would assume so. And it did not disappoint. It was so worth the time and the weight and the effort that they put into it. They, they lovingly made a restored beautiful this film. restoration yeah. of it because this film looked great. It looks amazing. Yeah. It looks like probably what it looked like on the set. And I love a, I love a good castle set. Yeah. And it's just the depth of field that you get to see. And you obviously had a compressed rip compared to what it actually looks like. Yeah. So it's even better. Yeah. Uh, I went through some of the special features last night because I, I knew I would have to talk about some of the things. Uh-huh. You know, about how they did the restoration and some of the some of the behind the scenes stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's just a ton of information that they have on that. All the trailers, the radio spots, all of that. They even have a relatively restored New World Pictures version of it, which is about the best that they could get for the way that New World Pictures stored their stuff. Yeah. Which still looked pretty fucking good, but nowhere near as good as what this version does for the 99 minutes. So if you can get that Nucleus Films restoration somewhere out there, totally worth it. Yeah, nice. Lady Frankenstein's very easy to find in the Hour 28 New World Pictures version. There's some other extended versions out there that exist, uh-huh. but get your hands on the Nucleus Film. It, watch it in any version because it's while the story is taken out for some of the pieces, it still makes enough sense to where you can enjoy it. Yeah. And all the good sleazy stuff's still there anyway. All right. I double-checked and made sure. <laughs> yeah. May have even paused so to compare. For- so for our listeners who like the sleazy stuff, okay, so just for our, for our listeners, listeners, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, why else would they listen to this show? Yeah, sleazy um, stuff. Right. So it's it's an excellent film. I mean, I can't sing enough praises about it. I just really needed to not not necessarily be a shill for Nicholas films, but just sing the praises of the work that they put into it, and it very much shows. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have much else to add other than what we talked about the film because it's very straightforward. Yeah. Um, it's like 1971 that they did this. Yeah. Yeah. You it, can tell that. I mean, it feels like a hammer film with like even more gore and sleaze and sex thrown over top of it. Yeah. Which is exactly what I think they were intending when they made it. And it works so well on so many levels. It was, it was a great film. Yeah. It was super entertaining. I'm really glad that you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. The amount of clips that you grabbed, you grabbed yep. quality clips. You didn't just grab shit because you're lazy. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're lazy, but you didn't I am just lazy, grab them. But I grabbed quality clips <laughs> this time around. Yeah. All right. Well, we're actually running a little bit over than what we normally did, but I still want to try and squeeze in at least one news story. Well, so let's, uh, let's there's one news story we got to do. Absolutely. So we're going to we're going to take the break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really should be happy that we discuss Lady Frankenstein. I really, for once, somebody should be happy that they're going to be a, a talked about on this show. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Well, they, they'll have to get back to us they and let better us know. Be, well, in the context of the film. <laughs> they better be. <laughs> we'll have a little bit of music befitting of Lady Frankenstein when we come back. We'll have some PSYOP news. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our cues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Would you love a monster man? Could you understand? 
Beg the question, would you love a Monster Man? The band Lordy. So, Matt, would you love a Monster Man? In the context of the movie? Could you understand Beauty of the Beast? I'm being told I can't answer that question. (laughs) Well, what you can do then, Matt? What's that? Give me some Psyop news! One story that would have been great if it could have been true. Okay. Uh, Pete oh, posted. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the what was the, what was the website so that our listeners it, know to look out for it? Yeah, it's uh it, worldnews.net type thing. Uh, hold on. We we fell victim to them in our earlier days. Yeah, before many, we started really vetting the news. Worldnewsdailyreport.com. Yeah, they are pretty a, much a satire site that doesn't actually say that they're satire. Yeah, it's their stories are way too good to be true. Yeah, it was it's unfortunate, but uh, that's just the way that one goes. I mean, we could probably start reporting them as not real news, but yeah. that's not as much fun. It's more fun when it's actually real. Can we yeah, can be horrified shit that, happened. that this is what people actually do? Well, here's the story out of Newsweek. Uh, feral hogs find to destroy cocaine were $22,000 hidden in the woods. Wow, were they trained by the actual police? Uh, I don't know. Uh, stash of cocaine were $22,000. They're feral, so I don't think they're trained by anybody. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. And feral uh, hogs. Sta- uh, stash of cocaine were $22,000 hidden in an Italian forest by a gang of suspected drug dealers was reportedly destroyed by wild boars. Old cops are bumbling dummies. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Police dismantled the smuggling operation in Tuscany after placing a wiretap on the members of the gang, which consisted of three Albanians and an Italian, the local reported. jizz drinking game. Well, I got nothing I'm, for cocaine abuse, man. I know, right? With all the drug abuse we do actually do in the studio, you would think. No, we don't. What are you talking about? You're right. Sorry. Um, I don't know. In the context of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work in this case. Uh, there is no <laughs> drugs being consumed in this studio by court psyops. That's right. Or by Matt psyops. Yeah, there's no Matt psyops, so that's definitely not happening. Or Matt psyop. Well, sure. <laughs> hey. You have a prescription for that play to Adderall. Move on. <laughs> While listening on a call, officials overheard a person complaining about the damage caused by the the hogs. Four suspects were arrested on drug charges after the butts, which left two members in jail and two under house arrest, the Italian newspaper reported. Your silicone penis budget is out of control. Okay, so some hogs just came across the stash. Yeah. Probably rooting for, I'm guessing, truffles or something. Yeah, probably. Like digging for something or roots or something like that. They found the cocaine and then they went crazy on it. Yes. Can you imagine running across feral hogs that are all coked out? Oh, you are dead. That's a fucking horror movie, right? are waiting to happen. So why someone hasn't made it yet? Patent I don't pending, know. Patent pending, patent pending, patent, copyright. Patent, 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 yeah. Copyright, court psyops productions. There you go. 
go. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. They go into, like, the actual game, but not too much about what happens. They don't know what happened to the, the hogs. They're, just, they're out there somewhere in the forest. They got heavily invested in the stock market. They over-leveraged themselves. They had too many risk-taking behaviors and filed for bankruptcy and eventually became the president of the feral hogs in the forest. Yes, right. They switched over to Adderall after that. Uh, do you want to do one more? Or wanna... Are you talking about the line of Adderall? Because I'm not into that. Yeah, you are. But anyway, <laughs> statistically speaking. <laughs> statistically speaking, I'm into that? Yep. I don't know how that works. I don't let's do another news story. All right. Uh, uh, this one uh, comes from Christopher Page. Oh, who we actually just played the yeah. Time Shifters promo for. There you go. So hopefully he will be happy that we played the promo on this episode. Yeah, right. A woman arrested after punching boyfriend in the face twice for leaving dog in the rain, uh, Oregon deputies say. And fuck, she's 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 mugging for that picture, man. She's real happy she punched her boyfriend twice. Yeah. Oh my god. Domestic is, abuse is not funny. It's not. Read the story. All right. I mean, unless it's related to animal abuse, like you know. I don't know if leaving a dog out in the rain necessarily is animal abuse. That's how why bad I was the rain? The story. Yeah, yeah. Let's find out. Uh, an Oregon woman is facing legal trouble for allegedly punching her boyfriend in the face not once but twice after he left her dog outside the rain, according to Coes County Sheriff's Office. The department tweeted a picture of the suspect. It shows Melissa Morris flashing a grin after she was arrested on suspicion of domestic assault in Myrtle Point on December 31st. Hell of a way to ring in the new year. Yeah, really. Investigators say the suspect's boyfriend told deputies he was talking to Morris when she punched him in the face two times. The man had a marble-sized welt and a scratch mark on his right eyebrow when the deputies arrived, according to the press release. Deputies say Morris admitted to hitting him. So there's not allegedly. She said she did it. Yeah. Uh, Deputies say Morris admitted to hitting him because of what he did to her dog. And it, then they don't go into it anymore. They just say it's because the dog was left outside. Okay. Animal neglect and abuse could be grounds for harming I mean, someone. What's, that sure. weather, what's the weather like out there? It is December 31st. Yeah, but like freezing rain, I can see where you would be pissed that someone would leave a dog out like that. Yeah. And if he has a history of mistreating the dog, I can see where she would snap and hit him. But unfortunately, that is not justifiable enough for her to avoid charges. No. I don't and think anybody's going to dismiss charges would, on that. Would you make that kind of face after you get arrested for the camera shot? You might have some other problems in your life. She clearly has no problem with what happened there. She doesn't feel look like she has any regret at all right yeah and just because it's a man getting hit by a woman doesn't mean that it's automatically funny yeah like that's not how that fucking shit works all right we got one really good one here <laughs> we better because so far they've been really fucking depressing i know well this hogs one. are eating all the cocaine in fucking italy apparently this one comes from uh craig man high on meth bites off 15 uh, police officers while masturbating hashtag hero yeah <laughs> Uh, this is also out of Oregon. What's going on in Oregon, guys? You guys okay up there? Because it rains 300 days out of the year. You got to get fucking stirred up. What you're trying to tell me is that he fought off cops single-handedly on meth. <laughs> yeah. Always looking for Wang. Yeah, a man pull who was allegedly high on meth reportedly fought off more than a dozen police officers while publicly masturbating. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Pulling it just to pull it. Andrew, I mean, that's going in the spank bank. Andrew Frey, 37, apparently made a series of outbursts and then began masturbating in an Oregon restaurant. You can't pay Oregonian a bail. Well, I probably fix that for a blow. Okay, does he have mental health issues or is he just well, high as shit on meth? I don't know, but if he's high on meth, I mean, that's going to do it. But Yeah, I get, well, enough meth will lead to the other, so. Yeah. Incredibly, police who reportedly unable to subdue Frey with a taser. It took 15 officers to finally take him into custody and stop him from pleasuring himself. Old cops are bumbling dummies. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. So the entire time, he's still working it while they're trying to tase him and everything else. Yeah. I wonder if he's shouting, tase me, daddy. Baby. Clip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Instead of don't tase me, bro, it's tase me, daddy. Right. Jesus Christ. Fuck. It, not a lot into that news story other than... Uh, we're good. We're done. Yeah, we're, we're done. fucking done. Fuck it. We gotta get out of here. All right. So we're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna play the ending Legion promo ad. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Lady Frankenstein. And when we come back, we will close out this motherfucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Frankenstein again, but I don't know how much it actually has to do with Lady Frankenstein. Yeah, not a lot to Lady Frankenstein. I was just thinking, you know, oh, well, another Frankenstein movie, so Frankenstein again. That's where I was thinking it was tying in, but I, yeah. I, I guess that works. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can only do so much, Matt. Not everything can be that on the nose and just I know, right? perfectly There's all the time. There's only so many songs. About Frankenstein. Yeah. Or Lady Frankenstein. Or, or any Stein. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of songs about Steins, but mostly they're German, and you can only play them during Oktoberfest. Yes. Well, if you would like to check out more about Oktoberfest, I would not recommend our, <laughs> our landing or launching page for Legion Podcast. But, however, if you want to know about what's going on with this podcast and get all of our episodes, I mean all 230 previous episodes, and then this episode as well is available there, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. That's a lot of fucking episodes for one page to try and contain. Yeah, right? Well, if you want to learn a little bit more about our previous episodes or anything going on with us, you can go to our Facebook group, Cinema PsyOps. I'm also available on Facebook. I am Court PsyOps. Matt is also available there. Occasionally, he shows up a little bit more than what he has been in the past. Yes. He is Matt PsyOps. I like to share the memes. (laughs) 
You like to share the memes? Yeah, all them, all them, me, all them memes. Well, you're gonna have to up your meme posting if you want to catch up with everybody else in the group. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. You can throw him a bone and a free meme to post so he doesn't have to do the work. Throw me a bone, people. Uh, yeah, like that kind. In the context of the movie. <laughs> you can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Let him know what you would have done in the context of the movie for Rosie Al- <laughs> <laughs> Our main actress who played Lady Frankenstein. I'm punchy as shit. Yeah, no shit, man. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats who are punchy as shit on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I am Matt Court underscore PSYOP, and he is at PSYOP Matt. I'm also available on the Instagrams where I'm posting all sorts of photos and all sorts of other crazy stuff as well as following all sorts of alt models. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I haven't gotten any response, so I'm just going to drop the whole flick chat thing. Yeah. So I think everyone's getting ready to drop the whole flick chat thing. More or less. I don't know Uh, anybody else that's really using it. I mean, there's a couple posts about people disappointed that we haven't been using it. Oh, okay. But other than that, nothing, really. Yeah. And that's just them posting that we said we would read stuff off the air, but we haven't yet. Yeah. And that's just, that just hasn't happened. So, whatever. All right. So, I guess uh, we're going to drop Flick Chat like it's hot. Yeah. Drop it like it's hot. So, if you don't disagree with us, drop Flick Chat like it's hot, kick the fuck out of it, and this week, and make it your bitch. And uh-huh. one's a condition. Okay. Well, one's B A R O N. Uh-huh. One's B A R R E N. Oh, there's the difference. Yes. <laughs> I don't play dumb very well. No, you don't. It's hard for me to do. <laughs> You're sitting there you go, uh huh, uh huh. Like, you know, you got to be less consenting, less consenting with the uh huhs when you're trying to play dumb. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I know. I can't pretend to be you. <laughs> uh, I'm just a brilliant actor. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking brand new clip I just made from last week's episode. I'm going to stockpile my guns because cops don't help you. <laughs> nice. If you don't put an Abby normal brain, the monster's not later going to be putting on the Ritz. That's true. That's how it works. And also, that's how you get into mad science. If you want to do weird science, you wear a bra on your head and create a woman. <laughs> For very sexist and disgusting reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. John Hughes films do not have, hold up to my warm and fuzzies. They have not aged well. No. Oh, 16 Candles is rapey as fuck, dude. Yeah? You think? Oh, yeah. Big time rapey as fuck. Yeah. 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 80s weren't as great as everybody wants to make it out to be. No, man. The 80s sucked. We do that in the well, 90s. Well, for ladies anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for the guys, it's great. Yeah. But now, it sure is a scary time for boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, never, it's never been a scary time for boys. No, no, it really is. You just never know when any woman you may have assaulted will come back to accuse you of doing that very thing. <laughs> That's That should be what happens. It's not dangerous unless you're insulting people. That's scary. That's a scary, scary it's thing for boys. Scary. Also, apparently in the 80s, like if you were a nerd, the literal bully in school would be literally 
literally tried to kill you. Not just beat you up, but tried to kill you. Oh, that hadn't that didn't stop in the nineties. That did see it did for me. Like I was a nerd, but I never got threatened to be murdered. Oh well, you didn't grow up where I grew up, so there you go. Jesus, fucking Lord of the Flies out there. <laughs> and basically, that's yeah. part of the reason why I'm so fucking angry. Anyway, so but enough talking about how John Hughes pretty much fucked everyone's childhood. <laughs> he made it okay to be a rapist piece of shit for a lot of people's brains. Yeah. Oh, thanks, John. Oh my God, almost as bad as Revenge of the Nerds, which coincidentally we'll be doing soon. I know. Um, let's the see. The more here. you bring it up, the sooner on the list it comes down. <laughs> We're just gonna have to sit there and watch it every minute of it. My God, this has not aged well. That's all That's it takes. Pretty much how my wife gets me to do anything around the house. I thought I was yelling and screaming, but okay. No, no. I don't respond well to that. I just shut down, pee myself. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> By su- shut down and pee yourself, you mean sit down and furiously masturbate. Both. <laughs> but yes. Let's not lie. You love it when a lady dresses you down. Kind of into it. Yeah. 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 It's not, nothing, nothing wrong with that. And it's not anything that you haven't already confessed on this show. So. That's true. Yeah. Good dressing down sometimes. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you're doing too. <laughs> I don't mind. You don't mind a good dressing down every now and then. Yeah. yeah. In the right circumstances, sure. Yeah. 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 It can't just come like out of the blue. It, right. I mean, it's got to you know, happen organically. I need it. But well, once it's there, I don't actually want it to be anything that I actually did wrong. I just, you know. Yeah. You, know, you want a proper scenario built. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I like to play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I have the, I have that script for you, so I wrote that out for you, so you should be ready to go. Gross, not you. No, I would be the one doing it with you. It's, it's, it's for you to use. Yeah, but I don't want you scripting any of my fuzzy fun times either. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I really don't. Yes, you do. It's fine. Don't worry about I've it. I've worked with you on this show long enough to know that your creativity will not make me happy in bed. <laughs> clip. <laughs> it's got to be a clip. In our next clip, I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. When did I say that? I remember saying that. It was last week. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Matt's entire review style is, so that happened, and this is our next clip. Yeah, pretty much. And then that happened, and this is our next clip. For this movie. And then this happened, like, and that's uh, our next clip. The last time I did clips, I think I had five. Uh, you had like a lot in the last time before oh. the movie. So. Oh, okay. But you know what? You're editing them yourself, so I'm just giving you shit. I really yeah. don't care how. We could have like a fuck million clips. As long yeah. as you're editing them yourself, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Sorry if this seems clip heavy. I, I got a little heavy handed after not being able to clip anything last week. Well, not that I really want to defend you, but there's some really choice dialogue in this movie, I mean, too. yeah. I, yeah. It, every time I'm like, good lord, I'm not going to clip anything for a little bit. All of a sudden, another great tirade, and I'm like, fuck it, fine. <laughs> a good portion of this film's story is in dialogue, and yeah. I know you. You're not going to write that all down. No, fuck that. Yeah. And plus, I, I mean, I think it loses something if I'm talking about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that is our next clip. Which leads to our next clip. And then our clip leads to our next clip. You didn't have to edit any of these. And this clip leads to our next clip. <laughs> and and it's, it's vile to murder somebody else who, who just because he's not as intelligent saying that he's not valid to be alive. No, that part I'm okay with. Jesus Christ, man. You can't say that shit. <laughs> what? That's fucking horrendous. What? To, it's okay to murder someone just because they're stupid? But, but he's not stupid, stupid. He's of low mental capacity. Yeah, but so is everybody compared to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a level of gross you're not ready to yeah, deal with. I, I, we're going to have to move on with the puke a little bit. <laughs> oh. Look, Matt, if I'm not better than everybody else, I can't live life. <laughs> Maybe it's about time you get off. <laughs> 
I mean, I did earlier. <laughs> I know. Then you came over. I watched. <laughs> Wonder what that smell outside the window was. <laughs> Was, in the context of the film. In the context I mean, of the film, she, not she, in reality. If she came to you in real life and asked you to murder somebody. No, I can't answer that. You can't answer that? No, I'm pleading the fifth. That's a that's a plead the fifth? Yes. Uh-huh. That pretty much means you would do it. No. Yeah, I mean, it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it does. Or else you'd just say, no, I wouldn't do it. I cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah, see, I mean, god damn, man. You would fucking do it. I don't recall us having this conversation, Matt. I don't know what you're talking well, about. You, the, the conversation just happened. It's happening now. We you're currently in the conversation. I do not recollect exactly what you were referring to, sir. Who are these five guys in suits standing behind you? Could you rephrase the question, man? Motherfuck. Moving on. God damn it. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> it's awesome. Of course it's fucking it's stupid. so fucking dumb. Everything we do is fucking what stupid. What the fuck are we doing here? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Wasting time on a Monday night trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. Uh, no better way to spend a Monday. In the context of the film. The, no. What? Who is this guy who keeps whispering into your ear? I can't. No. I'm sorry. What, what were we talking about? This is getting very disc... What were we talking about? We were just talking about it. I don't recollect. How can you not recollect what's happening right now? I'm sorry. What? Could you rephrase the question? Fuck. God. Jesus. I'm really getting sick of your lawyer team. And I know they're all lawyers. I can see it. I can smell a lawyer. In the context of the film. Yeah. Wait, why is the guy whispering in my ear now? How did he get on this side of the table? He's very good at what he does. Fuck. This is creepy in the context of the film. No, no, that's creepy in real life. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, it is in the context of the film. You're right. Yeah, yeah in the context of the film, sir. I, I, I misspoke. I'm sorry. I don't recall what we're speaking about. Fuck, stop it. Get out of here. Why, does I, why do I repeat everything he tells me to say? Um, Because you have to. Jesus. We really, you know what? We need to get the bots back. I'd rather have the robots than the, you know, lawyers. At least the robots have souls. Who's to say the lawyers aren't robots? Ooh, creepy inception in the context of the film. <laughs> Great, that's going to be our new stupid thing that gets repeated. <laughs> Some more dudes. Some more soldiers. Because his assistant really knows where to look for dudes. Yes, yeah. Blue Oyster Club. Da, 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 da. I was, I was da, hoping. Da, da. Uh, that looked like a hopping fun place to go hang I out. really did it, though? Yeah. I mean, that, that just seemed like just a good time. I know that those were like the source of gay panic jokes, but that looked yeah. like the most kicking fun gay bar ever. Everyone just seemed like they were just having a good time. Everyone had to dance and you just left for the night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I know it's gay panic jokes for them to yeah. be in the bar, but the did bar Police itself... Academy not age well either? Oh, no, it really did not. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Really only that scene, right? <laughs> <laughs> As I try to bargain for Police Academy. Oh, uh, when we cover them, you'll find out. You know what? I'm just going to skip over everything that's not the guy doing the voices and the sound effects. Oh, so you're going to watch like 15 minutes out of like the entirety of, of the series. Yes, that's just about it. <laughs> that's not going to save you. And the woman calling the guys dirtbags. Oh, Hooks, my first crush. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hooks. I'm gonna have to put in some whispering or something. I know. Shit like okay, thank you. Fine. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love you when you want it.